Hello, leaders, and welcome to Connections, the podcast. My name is Jennifer Iverson. I am the leader content coordinator here at Mops International. And today we are going to be talking about the importance of real connection. I asked my friend and coworker, Sarah Ferraro, to join me today talking about this. Sarah, welcome. Thank you so much. Happy to be here. I'm so glad to be that you're here with us. Um, Sarah and I are coworkers, but really we're friends. So it's going to be a fun, a fun conversation. Sarah, would you tell us uh, what you do here at Mops International? Sure. So my title is online groups and membership manager. And most of you probably realize we just launched what we call Mama Meetups. So I um, oversee and pour into the leaders that um, facilitate those groups. And then all things membership. I'm your gal. If you ever have questions, I'm here for you. <laughs> you are. She is our membership visionary. She's a great, um, great teammate to have. Um, so like I said, Sarah and I really are friends too. And we were chatting the other day just about this whole concept of loneliness. Mm-hmm. Um, and really realized that it is just a bigger conversation that we wanted to have with our leaders. That this was not just, you know, two friends sitting around talking about loneliness and the need for connection. Um, it was just really important. Um, yeah. Kind of the, the, the why we do MOPS, the why we work at MOPS, it was really at the heart of it. And so, um, We just thought it'd be fun to have a little podcast and share that with our leader audience as well. Absolutely. So, okay. So Sarah, to start us out, um, I kind of want to take a minute to talk about, um, you know, we talk about the importance of connection, but really Mm -hmm. the opposite of that really kind of is this concept of loneliness. Um, Right. And I know loneliness is kind of a hot button topic, but not hot button. It's like a hot issue right now. Like everybody's Mm -hmm. talking about loneliness, um, mainly because of a global pandemic. Right. Quarantining. But really, this whole idea of loneliness is kind of what birthed MOPS and those moms way back in the 70s that started MOPS in Wheat Ridge, Colorado, because moms really experience loneliness just in day-to-day living and it's been going on for a long time Mm -hmm. so it's not really anything new it's really not as we were talking both of us expressed times that we've had um those sort of feelings of loneliness can you yeah absolutely i feel like you know it's interesting because loneliness I think that you could be pretty connected actually and still experience many times of loneliness. For me, just on a day-to-day basis, when I kind of do a a check-in at the end of the day and the times where I can see myself feeling that I'm way less patient with my kids or just feeling that more of the overwhelmed, um, I think back to the last time that I actually had like a girls group. And I say that term (laughs) because I actually have this group of women and we call it girls group and it was birthed from when we all became moms and we literally have been meeting for almost 15 well maybe 12 years now but it was designed because we acknowledged the fact that one loneliness is a true thing 
and you have to fight for connection. And so we had to be intentional and set aside time where we knew that we would have whether, you know, and it's evolved and changed just over the seasons of life. You know, initially it was every other week. And then sometimes it was once a month, you know, just depending on what, you know, the busyness and what was going on. But the, those days where I feel like, oh my gosh, like I am not in a mentally healthy state. It's because I have not had my girls group. And that's when I know, okay, it's time to send out the text or get on the phone or make a plan because yeah. I need to have that time of connection um, with those women. And, you know, this, this idea of just like loneliness too, and finding connection, this is not just for the extrovert, you know, introverts yeah. absolutely still need connection. It might just look different for them. You know, it might right. just be more of a one-on-one -on -one time with a good friend versus being in more of a large group of people. So everybody needs connection and we all just need to figure out for our personality and what feeds our souls, how that should look and then go after it. You know, you mentioned that doing kind of a health check and how am I doing at the end of the day made me think of um, as we were nearing sort of the end of our, our tighter, stricter quarantine. Um, I said to somebody, listen, I need a hug from somebody. Like mm -hmm. I need that physical touch from somebody, but not somebody that lives in my house because they yeah. have been touching me way too much. Like, you know, so there are, there's different types of connection. And I think it's important to note, like you said, um, connection is important for everybody, introverts, extroverts, those that need the physical um, touch, those that don't need physical touch, you know, those kinds of things. Everybody needs um, that kind of connection the connection that is that deep and and real and true connection. I have a friend that she is constantly posting on social media of things that she's done with friends. Like they've gone for a hike, they went out to eat, their kids were together. But we had a conversation once and she really struggles with loneliness. And I think if mm -hmm. I were just watching her on social media, I would have thought this girl is not lonely. She is constantly right. doing things with people. But it's actually that connection that goes deeper than mm -hmm. just the surfacy kind of thing. Yeah. Well, let's, let's talk about that a little bit. Let's talk about real connection. But before I do that, so the funny thing is, just as we were talking about the word loneliness, before that, actually, we've used the word a lot, um, isolation. And I think the more that we said isolation, and even just by looking up in the dictionary, the actual definition of isolation was the process or fact of isolating or being isolated. So when okay, I well, that's not helpful. <laughs> I do, well, I know, right? You're like, first of all, like, that's still isolated. But like the idea of isolation, you envision like, no people, right? Right. And in our current times, especially with the fact that we're still in this pandemic and, you know, having to be quarantined or whatever it looks like in your state, um, we have people around us all the time, especially our kids, right? So as moms, we're not necessarily like a true isolation. Like for some of us, we might, isolation actually might not sound that bad right about I now. I know, a little bit of alone time. That sounds pretty so good. I know, right? But that's where it's like, no, okay, I, isolation is not the right word. It's that word of loneliness and feeling sad because you don't have 
friends or the right company and to where that can really feel feel like in a depressive state that loneliness word really kind of then brought me to this the connection word okay like the opposite of loneliness is to have the connection but i think some of us actually some of us are dropping off kids and picking up again depending on where you're living right now and you might think you're connected because you're still kind of in the hustle you're seeing moms you might have a conversation here or there at the drop off or the pickup but that that's not real connection and so that's yeah. what we're talking about today that you need right. to chase because real connection is truly that like soul to soul there's no agenda behind it where you are creating moments of, of sharing things where those people know you're relatable and um, they can dive deeper with you. You know, that's what we're talking about today and to truly create space for yourself in that because it's such a need. It's funny too, when I said um, sharing, it always makes me think of my son. He always says, sharing is caring. And I'm like, <laughs> you know what? Like sharing like real things about yourself is an act. Of caring, of caring for someone yeah. else, you know, it really is. So it was kind yeah. of funny that I had him in my head. Like, I love it. Sharing is caring. Well, I think it's a, totally a mom thing. We want to talk about this real connection. And I always go back to the, to the why to start with, you know, why is this idea of real connection so important? Um, so let's talk, let's talk a little bit about the why. Um, and I, I will say for as fun as the two of us are, cause we're a pretty fun group. <laughs> we're a good time. <laughs> <laughs> um, we kind of nerd out on facts sometimes. True. So let's talk about some of the scientific, some of the physical reasons why connection is so important. Okay. Let's do it. Have you ever wondered why you always feel the need to yawn? when you've seen somebody else yawn, right? Or infants often mimic mouth movements, like as parents were like trying to like teach them how to say the word or facial expressions, you know, that we're giving, the infant right. mimics it. Right. These, all of these things, it may seem like it's this simple unconscious reaction um, to what we see, but there's actually something way more complex happening in our brains. And this is the part that I love, so hang with me. So our <laughs> brains are made up of many neurons and cells and it's this special group of cells called mere neurons so that is responsible basically for this phenomenon so these cells allow us to learn through imitation so that we should respond not only to our internal states or environmental stimuli but to the actions sorry are you hanging with me i know this oh, is yeah 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 so movements and emotional states of other people so this is related to our ability to empathize with others. We observe the emotional experience of someone else, and then we connect with that emotion within ourselves, right? Uh, so yeah. like when somebody is telling a sad story or they have a sad face, you are mirroring that, that face to them, or you're doing the head tilt, or you're leaning in. And I think that that's a huge component to why this, or that that real connection comes in. Even if you're on the screen, it's, it's really critical for the health and our well-being. So these mere neurons allow us to learn through imitation and they enable us to reflect that body language, facial expressions and emotions, which play an essential, an essential part into our social life. 
I mean, this even like ties into, you know, child development, right? But instead of our brains using logical thought processes to interpret and predict other people's actions, we understand others not by thinking, but by feeling. And the mirror neurons appear to allow us to make sense of other people's intentions as well as their actions. So I love that because I just feel like the mirror neuron, I think, really hit home for me because, I mean, you know me. How many times do I FaceTime you instead of... FaceTime is Sarah's favorite. (laughs) It is my favorite, but I feel like that gave me words so much. (laughs) Why? I love it so much because it's so much better and more relational to see the person's face because of those mirror neurons. And if I'm needing to have a request or say something, especially to a coworker, tone too, you know, the body language, the tone is huge. It's a huge um, component to it all. So that was really interesting to me. And again, like that's why when we're talking about this real connection and being more, you know, on screen or face to face, if you can, it's so important because of those mirror neurons and how you can. I think having, having that conversation face-to-face, whether it is a video call or whether you are physically in the same space, um, you know, we know that conversations, hard conversations, conversations about conflict, all those kinds of things, we know they do not go over well on text or email. And right. because you add a smiley face emoji at the end does not soften it. You need to see the- I do do that though. <laughs> Well, okay, I do too. <laughs> I say something, I'm like, ooh, is that harsh? Well, I'll just put a smiley face. It'll I'll make- just put a smile. Harsh. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so, yeah. So true. But there's something about being able to see somebody. I mean, there's a reason we call it body language, right? Because it's more than just the words coming out of your mouth um, that you're saying. It's the look on your face. So. Right. Yeah. So I guess the mirror neuron gave more of a scientific terminology to body language, right? So but it's so yes. interesting because I find it, it just honestly, I know it sounds so scientific, but really after just reading all of that, I'm more in awe of our God because mm-hmm. that is just that evidence of this intricate wiring that he has created in just the human body and just our souls. And it, so it really is like an aha uh, moment for me. Yeah, that's very cool. That's very cool. Okay, well, you got the cool facts. I got kind of the depressing. I think you have, well, yeah, you do. Yeah, I know. It's all right. So I went, um, as all moms do, I went and looked up some information on WebMD. This is my, like, (laughs) go-to before I go to the office. I know. It's my it's my doctor before I call the doctor, although it gets you into big trouble too. But I went and looked up some facts about loneliness on WebMD and um, the CDC just to see what I mean. It's a, a more talked about subject now because of the pandemic. But here are some facts that I thought were interesting. Loneliness um, can produce a fifty percent increased risk of dementia. Like, I feel like that's one that is high. I know. That one kind of shocked me. 29% increased risk for heart disease, a 32% increased risk of stroke, 
I mean, these are physical evidence mm. that loneliness does to the body. And we've heard in the news a ton that it also is an increased risk of depression, anxiety, suicide, and we are seeing those rates rise now. Mm -hmm. But one thing I thought was fascinating was WebMD says that loneliness has similar effects on your body and your health similar to obesity and smoking mm. cigarettes. Um, to hear that just being lonely can have the similar effect, like that's, yeah. these, are, these are scientific and physical reasons why this is such an important topic. Yeah, I so think clear, clearly, clearly it's not good. Real connection, right? Yeah, <laughs> clearly know. not good to be lonely. Right. But I want to delve into sort of the spiritual side of it, too, because we, you know, now that we know loneliness affects us physically, I think it really affects us, um, you know, deep in our soul, too. And yeah. so let's let's chat about that really quick. That sounds good. I mean, you know, when I was thinking about this, it's like, clearly, we know from the beginning, right, God knew humans needed mm -hmm. connection in Genesis he said, you know, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make a helper fit for him. Right. Right. And so that right there just shows like we need our people and we need this real connection. But I think that it's really important to say that once we have actually found connection, that we absolutely need to lean in and we need to come mm -hmm. from a place of authenticity. Um, I'm a firm believer that we give the enemy power when we are, um, I'm going to use the word isolated, but I know that's not the best word, but isolated in the sense that we keep things to ourselves. And I think that we really have to um, say the hard stuff out loud with our safe people, because sure, I think that, you know, we could easily repent and be in deep relationship with the Lord and know 100% he is going to offer that forgiveness. But when we are able to share some of those harder things with our safe people, I mean, that right there, that's freedom while on earth, right? Right. That's, that's huge to be able to experience and give so much more life to us while we are still on earth. So, um, you know, even for me, I'm not going to get into my story because we don't have time for it. That can be a later time, <laughs> but Truly, personally, I lived in a ton of shame for a long time um, based on some bad decisions I had made. But, you know, coming into MOPS, even specifically that BU Bravely year, really spoke to me. God used it. And I leaned in and I began to share the hard stuff mm -hmm. with my safe people. And you guys, like, truly, that was freedom on earth, you mm -hmm. know, and now just to be able to see how much I have grown, even spiritually, you know, I felt like the enemy was really trying to keep me in this cave of shame. And now I've been able to bust out of that and God's using me to help others. And that's where our brokenness can be used to help others. Again, that's why sharing is caring, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, I think there is definitely, um, I think I heard somebody else say, that when we say something out loud, yes. we take the power away from those lies that we believe. hundred percent. Yes. It okay. really does take away the power. And it, and it might be hard that first time, 
But the more and more that I was able to just share um, that part of my story, I mean, again, like the power just really became so weak. Like there was no more power to those words by the end of it. Um, well, I think some of that is the fear, um, you know, we fear being judged or rejected. Absolutely. And when you share it and then you don't receive that kind of, you know, the reaction isn't what your fear was. It does. It takes the, it takes the power. You know, I've struggled with depression throughout my life. And a lot of the core of that is truly lies that I believe about myself. Mm -hmm. Um, that when I, you know, these feelings of being unwanted or left out or even unworthy, and I can just spiral deeper and deeper and deeper. Mm -hmm. But if I can speak it out loud and then also even speak God's truths out loud, um, those are the connections that I need to bring me back to the truth. Yeah. And so having friends, um, having people that I know can say, uh, no, you are loved, you are worthy. Like those are the things that I, I need those connections to keep me seeing the truth yeah. and not believing those lies. I think we have to remember too, you know, evil is subtle and loves to oh. be, um, you know, yes. unnoticed. It's funny because mm -hmm. um, what is that? Passion of the Christ. It's been a long time since mm -hmm. I saw that movie, but I remember, <laughs> I remember seeing this, this depiction of what the enemy looked like, right? And there was something oddly beautiful about him in the way that they created it in the movie. And I was like, yes, like, because evil is not just this rearing, ugly, obvious thing. Right. It's not the angel and the devil on your shoulders where you right. know which one's no. right and you know which one's wrong. Yeah. Right. So it's interesting. Yeah, and, okay. and it is. It, it can sneak in very easily. Um, okay, so we've talked about the, um, you know, we kind of get down to the, the why connection is so important. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but I'm one of those like, okay, that's all great news and everything. Now I know it's so important, but how exactly do I get those connections? How do I create those connections? Um, right. You know, I'm a leader here. How do I do that? That kind of things. So yeah. let's, let's jump into some practical ways that our leaders can really create some real connection. Because it is something that it takes some effort. It doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen. It takes intentionality for sure. And so, yeah, like you said, so we talked about the why, clearly, all of our facts, um, the mirror neuron, obviously the spiritual component, gaining freedom here on earth through connection is huge. So, okay, the how. <laughs> Guys, first and foremost, for you, especially as a leader, and I know that we've said this over and over again, but we have to continue to say it over and over again, mm -hmm. you cannot lead from an empty cup. So ability to create real connection starts with yourself. Yeah. And, you know, we even, I mean, we're not pastors, obviously, but even just there's so much history in the church where pastors often feel incredibly lonely. Um, and I think that that speaks into just being in any sort of leadership. It can definitely be 
a lonely place. Yeah, I actually just read a fact the other day that was fascinating. Um, it was like this pastoral survey and they asked him a ton of questions, but one of the questions they asked was, do you have someone that you consider a close friend? And 70%, like a seven oh my and a zero, 70% said no. I was, I mean, so high. And you know, we talk about being in leadership and like you said, we're not pastors, but we talk about being in leadership, sometimes feeling lonely. And I'm, I'm guessing that our audience knows that because they are right. leaders. Um, but to think just how prevalent that is, I think it's, yes. it's not only good to remember about yourself, but I just thought it was an interesting fact to remember about our pastors. So something else that I would just highly encourage is um, for you as a leader to just find somebody as a mentor. Um, I know that sometimes it can feel awkward or where do I start when it, you're like, how do I find a mentor, right? Do I just go right. up to somebody like, hey there, <laughs> I, think be my I would like to speak into my life. But you know what? <laughs> yes, that's exactly what you do because honestly, I feel like anytime that maybe I have leaned in and asked somebody that they're pretty honest if they do not have the space and the season of life to pour into me. Um, but more often than not, they say yes. And they, they feel very honored to be asked. Yeah. So well, I would I encourage you to sometimes, that. even if that's a scary place to start, even befriending people that, um, that you can see have that, um, I would say that humility and that grounding and that wisdom um, that even if it seems really scary to say, would you speak into my life? Is <laughs> sometimes just observing and watching and asking some questions, yeah, um, you can gain that without the formality of this the official title. title. I know, yeah. right? Because I think people sure. are scared of the official I get it, title. for sure. Yeah. I know, absolutely. Yeah. Third, I would say you need to have your safe people. So you need to have somebody, a good friend, or, you know, just in my time of leadership within MOPS, I actually always felt like I, I wanted somebody on the team where I just felt like I could be 100% vulnerable with. And if you can't have that on your team, that's okay. Just at least have a good friend. Um, because like we said, just speaking into that statistic for the pastors, um, you need it. You need somebody that you can feel that freedom to talk to, and that will really help diffuse just these times of feeling lonely as you are on just this leadership path. So that's where I would definitely say that's our first step into actually being able to provide the real connection. We have to start with ourselves. We have to fill our, our cups and our souls so that we can lead and provide connection from a healthy place. When we're talking about leaders, obviously we're talking, um, we wanna provide an opportunity for connection for the moms in our group, the moms in our community. So I think it's important for us to talk about how do we create real connections um, within our group. And one thing I think I hear from a lot of leaders right now, like we see you on social media, we get your emails, um, we chat with you on the phone. We, we hear you um, that right now, well, even without a global pandemic, a lot of times it's just logistically challenging to manage all of the details. And when you add right now, you know, as a leader, I'm also a parent and <laughs> a teacher right now, you know, like I'm, I'm managing all of these things. 
One thing I heard a leader say the other day, um, uh, and this is not in a, this is just facts. These are not judgmentals, these are just facts. Um, but she said, we, we surveyed the moms in our group and the majority of them didn't wanna do anything online. They only wanted to do it in person. So we're doing our in-person group. And the people online, you know, will figure something out. Like, you know, that was sort of the, the right. thing. So I wanna, I wanna say, first of all, that um, we hear you. We know that putting together your group right now is taking extra logistical time to happen. Um, and there is definitely, I mean, we talked about it when we talked about some of the physical reasons and your mirror neurons, there is definitely a reason why that face-to-face in-person time is so important. Whether you're sitting on blankets in a backyard, you know, yeah. however far apart you are, um, we know that using those senses are so important. Yeah. Two, though, let's not discount the virtual because it doesn't feel the same, but right. it is still better than nothing. So. Right. Um, Let's consider the importance of some of those facial cues that you talked about before. Yeah. So. Well, and you talked about the senses and I know this was initially, I mean, still hugging. Some people hug, some people don't. So wherever you're right. at on that. But um, when things have, had simmered down, my co-coordinator, um, which if I know her well, she's probably listening right now. So Kristen, <laughs> I will give you a shout out. Love you. Love it. Uh, I was the first person though, other than her family that she gave a hug and mm -hmm. she just started crying, you know, and that yeah. was just it's so telling of how that connection, you don't realize how badly you need it until it's glaring you in the face again, you know? Right. Right. So, so I know, um, just to answer some of the logistical things, you know, we did a webinar earlier this summer. Um, we're recording this right now um, at the end of September. So we did this uh, earlier this summer called Reimagining Mops. And we'll make sure that we put in the notes for the, the podcast here how you can find that. But it went into some ideas for how, how you can logistically manage um, some of these details. Yeah. So no matter what we do as far as meeting as a group, Another thing that we're hearing from leaders is that, um, well, we are hearing from a lot of leaders that their numbers are lower than last year. Yeah. I don't want to discount that because I'm also hearing from some groups that their numbers are doubled what they were last year. Right. So it is a little bit of both, but I want to speak specifically to the, the groups whose numbers are a little bit lower, a little bit smaller. Um, I think there is some importance of not leaving the moms that used to come to your group maybe last year and aren't coming this year for schedule changes or whatever. Um, don't leave them out. You know, there are things that you can do. You can point them to connection. If what your group is doing is not going to work, you can still be a leader and point them to connection. Um, and just a couple of things that, that come to mind, you know, you can use the, the group search and maybe there's another group 
locally that's doing something that fits into their schedule or their time frame. Um, I think of our comeback tour. You know, yeah. it's just, it is free. It is out there um, on certain Tuesdays of the month. You can check it out to get the exact dates for that. Um, but MOPS is providing content for moms who maybe can't get into groups right now for whatever right. reason. Yeah, I mean, and something else that you could do just as a leader. So again, if you are meeting as a classic group and we get it, there's so many things logistically to try and also offer a virtual component to your group. Mm -hmm. So if you're kind of one of those two where you just are like, I can't do it, we understand that. But yeah. like Jen just said, you can still point them to connection. Mops now has what we call the mama meetups, and those are meaningful online communities for moms. And so right. as long as you're able to at least lean in and still point them in the right direction so that they still feel like there is a place for them, that's what we need you to do. Because no mom yeah. left behind, right? We want every mom yes. to truly feel like they have an option. And especially with mama meetups, I mean, there's specialized groups. There's one for any mom, all moms, but then there are leaders that have said, hey, I really want to be able to lead for moms that have special need children or, you know, the working mom or... I mean, just the even infant loss. I mean, just so many different seasons of mothering. There's a spot for a mom. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't want, because this is such an important topic, I don't want my, I don't want our leaders or moms that are listening to think, oh, this is a commercial for mops. Well, yes, we are passionate about mops because we've seen how mops has changed lives. But mm -hmm. I think the point here is that we want you as leaders to provide opportunities for moms to find this connection, to fight the loneliness. Yes. Um, so that may even be pointing to something that your church has available for moms. Absolutely. Yeah. So, okay. And speaking of the church, I'm going to say something that might be a little, a, a little, um, I had this, this leader once that used to call it itchy, like, Ooh, that's a little <laughs> itchy. Like, oh, that might not sound very nice. In our world right now, the church is kind of going through, uh, it's not so popular, I'm going to just say. Yeah. Um, it's, it's struggling with some things. I think that we as moms and leaders have the opportunity to follow the example of Deborah, like we've yeah. talked about in our Decide to Rise theme, Deborah was a judge. If you want to read her story, it's in um, Judges chapter four and five. But Deborah trusted God and, and led. Like she stepped up and she said, I am going to be a leader. And I think we have just talked about how God has created us for connection. And so we have a chance to step up and lead like Deborah and make connections happen. And, and honestly, I feel like that is an opportunity for us to show the world the good that can come from the church, like the big C church, not like, you know, right. The church down the street. I'm talking about, you know, the church as a general, as a, as a whole, that we as Christians, we have this opportunity to show the love of Jesus, to let moms know that they are important and vital and that we are ready to listen and lean in and hear and so I think that's the point when we talk about having your group time, the, the importance really comes from we want you to provide an opportunity. Right. 
connection. I, I truly say this with nothing but love because I love <laughs> all of you leaders, but truly you guys, like if you're listening to this and you are a leader, this is us saying like we, you must provide this real connection for your moms. Like that, it goes back to what we said in the very beginning of this podcast. This is why we do what we do, right? That is our job. This is why I'm so passionate about mops. It's the fact that we get to continue being on staff and being a leader. You know, we get to continue to fight this good fight to provide that space for the moms to actually have this real connection that we are talking about. And it's critical for just the human life. And so that's, that's what drives me, just knowing that these moms are gonna have the opportunity. I mean, we even just launched our group a couple weeks ago and obviously we, it was reimagined. It was not what it always <laughs> was. It was much, you know, our mantra this year is set the bar low on production, high on connection. Yeah. And I was just out front greeting women and one of the moms walked up and I just said, hi, Erin, said her name. And I just said, it's so nice to see you. And she literally started weeping mm. because she just felt seen she was so happy to, to be back and just to have that face-to-face -face connection. And she knew, you know, she's been in our group for a long time, but she was just like, I am back. I know this is my safe place and I have needed this so much. So that's just yeah. a glimpse of like, again, that's why we do what we do as leaders. That is our job. So find a way to meet, you know, however yeah. that's going to look for your group. And I do applaud you guys, we've seen how you have been meeting on social media. It's amazing. I love the blankets. <laughs> I love outside. I love the big screens. Like it is yeah. amazing. So just keep it up, you know, and if, if you're struggling, like that's my way of just encouraging you. You got this. We're here to help. You can do it. Yeah. You can find I saw a leader the other day go in. She posted pictures of how she had gone into her church basement and strung up Christmas lights and just tried to make it look not so church basement like. So, <laughs> oh, okay. So good. The story of Aaron totally gave me goosebumps because mm -hmm. that's, that's it. Like I feel deep inside, I feel her emotion. Like you just mm -hmm. want somebody to be excited that you're there. And that's right. what we want to say is so important. So we talked about providing real connection for yourself as a leader for that group time. Um, I also think equally as important, maybe even more so, I don't know. I feel like these are all so equally important, <laughs> um, but is the time in between when you meet. Mm -hmm. um, you know, this is, it's kind of, we put so much emphasis on that meeting. Um, and I don't know about you, but I remember as a leader being like, okay, I got all the things together. We met. And then you have this like sense of relief when it's over and then you gear up for the next one. And you know, it, it is, it's a, right. it's an event, right? But it's the in-between times when mm -hmm. that real connection starts to hit. Like, Absolutely. it's great to see Aaron, but if Aaron doesn't hear from anybody or see anybody until the next time you meet, she starts to wonder, do they care about me or do they right. care about me being here when it's time for me to be here? Another way that we can provide some of that connection in between 
is our discussion groups. You know, there's a reason you break a group that's larger down into smaller right. groups because it gives a little bit more of engagement. Like as a leader, if I have a group of even just 20 moms, it's really near impossible for me to connect with all 20 moms. So that's right. a smaller group. I'm going to even go so far as to say that if you have a MOPS group that only has 10 moms in it, that is still a place that I would highly suggest break them into two groups of five. Even if it's just for your leadership team, when you meet together, you may all be in one big group of 10, but for your purposes, break it down so that you can say, mm -hmm. hey, you are going to intentionally connect with these moms in between meetings. I think too, sometimes as a leader, I get this feeling like that's so much pressure for me to make sure that a mom is connected and a, a mom has the resources that she needs. And I, I think part of that is another reason why I love MOPS is that we know that the leaders can't be there 24 seven. I mean, we see them helping those moms in between like rock stars, but mm -hmm. we also know there's the mom that wakes up, you know, to feed a baby at 3am and is just feeling low. Mm -hmm. And um, I love how MOPS has resources that are available to the moms 24 seven, like our, our member site that has all those videos and neat little nuggets. And I mean, those, the mom email like there's so many right. good things membership truly does fill the need of some connection for those off weeks and you know don't tune me out because i said membership but truly you guys <laughs> i mean obviously we know you know it feels our organization but we are upping our ante on what we bring to the table in regards to membership and there are tons of new offerings i mean we're going to be offering some prayer gatherings that will be hosted and that will be face to face and we're going to have some workshops for parenting and, you know, even the Tuesday texts, like it just reminds the mom she is connected to a big sisterhood. And so it truly does help during those off weeks, even just a, a merch piece of mops, right? Like as they're sipping through her cup of coffee, that's from mops. Again, it's just that reminder that yeah. she, she does have her people. She is connected during those off times when she's unable to meet with her actual mops group and, you know, membership, we just love knowing who our moms are too, because we love to be able to send an email or send out a card, especially just during uh, maybe some more difficult times that they're going through. So uh, yeah, even something so simple as that Tuesday text, I mean, I know the importance of moms. I have my circle of friends, but that Tuesday text is still so encouraging to me. And I think it's important to point out, you know, one that was sent um, fairly recently, or we send a couple every year, just asking how we can pray for the moms. And in all honesty, I mean, the responses that we get are so heavy and so, um, it's a lot of weight that moms are carrying yeah, and it is we, a lot of we truly do pray for yep. every single one. I think mm -hmm. that's another thing too, that's really important kind of in the, the, for our leaders in connection is leaning into some of that uncomfortableness and some mm -hmm. of that um, vulnerability, you know, to be able to say, this is hard or I'm worried about this or you know to share some of that yourself but also to to lean in 
to what the moms are sharing. Right. Well, and in those moments, though, it's important to say, don't feel the need to fix it. Sometimes, sure, there's some things that you can do to help, um, depending on what that mom has shared. But our biggest task, really, is to sit and to listen. Mm. Moms want to be heard. And, and then with that, actually, just a follow-up is always huge uh, because they know, okay, I was heard. And that, that speaks into real connection too. You know, it didn't just fall short, something that she shared. She feels connected to you because she knows you heard her because you followed up with her. For that mom to know, you know, I'm worried about my child. I'm taking them to the doctor on Tuesday. To know that you really listened. And so you sent her a text on Wednesday. Hey, how'd the doctor's appointment go yesterday? Something that shows that you really, that you really heard. Right. All of us, you know, even as leaders and moms, just people in general, we want to feel understood. Be aware, be awake, train up your teams, especially those table leaders, to truly have a solid pulse on the moms at their tables. We can be surrounded by people and still feel lonely. Yeah. when somebody share, like I just said, if somebody shares something and it feels like it fell short or people did not mirror, have the mirror neurons going on, you know, to like lean in and respond and have the facial expressions of care, she's going to feel really lonely, even though she's yeah. at a table with nine other women. And again, that follow-up component is huge as well. So I just, we all want to be understood. And so I think that is key when we are diving in and figuring out how to really provide that real connection. Given our, our world right now, it's very polarized. I think it's important to note too, you don't necessarily have to agree to understand the emotion. If you can see that a mom is concerned about something, you can understand what it feels like to be concerned as a mom without necessarily having to agree that, you know, on whatever the topic is that she's concerned about. That empathy is, um, is really important. And I think too, even, even in our own life experiences, you and I have different life experiences, but we mm-hmm. both understand um, the hardship of motherhood or um, the you know, some of the challenges of motherhood, even though our challenges are totally different challenges. Sarah, I'm sure we could probably talk about loneliness (laughs) and the need for real connection and why it is just um, critical. It's so important um, for a long, long time that people would really get tired of us talking after a while. (laughs) I do want to point out um, just a couple of quick resources for leaders. Um, You know, we mentioned the Reimagining Mops webinar. You can find a lot of other resources that are similar along the same line on the Leaders website. Um, Particularly if you go to leaders.mops.org and then select the Leader Experience tab, you will see several sections under there. We have leader training that helps with guiding discussions for that time when you're around your table. Um, we have, we are doing monthly webinars. We have a section on the website called a walk alongside that can help you really dig into caring for moms in crisis. 
and help you really think through what does our group need to do? How can we provide and what can we provide? If you're interested in more um, learning more about loneliness and its effect on um, the world, I just came across um, a book by Max Lucado that's all about that topic. And I'll put, um, I'll have us put some of the notes to that in the notes for the podcast. Um, but truly, Max Lucado, gosh, he has just like this grandfatherly sense mm, of stuff. Yeah, I've listened to that. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be, it'll be a good one. So, Sarah, do you have um, just some final thoughts that you yeah. to share? I want you guys to know you are loved just as our mm. leaders. Um, we are so appreciative of all your hard work, and we know that leading is a next level commitment right now as we yeah. have had to reimagine and pivot and, you know, there's oh, more all sacrifice. All the words I don't like. All the words. <laughs> I could say all the words that everyone is sick of, but ultimately <laughs> it's yeah. the truth and it's what is having to occur. Yeah. So yeah. we just thank you um, for all that you are doing. And, mm. you know, there was a scripture that came to mind, First Peter 4, 8 through 10, and it says, above all, love each other deeply. Because love covers over a multitude of sins, offer hospitality to one another without grumbling. Each of you should use whatever gift you have received to serve others as faithful stewards of God's grace in its various forms. You know, that is what you are doing. And that is what we are applauding and thanking you for. And just to close, you know, I, I do feel like we're talking a lot about loneliness and we're talking a lot about how real connection is critical and it is, but I think we also have to just acknowledge like God is God and he is there for us. He is faithful. And the times when any of you feel down and heavy or lonely, we have to remember he never leaves and that he truly is for us. Our relationship with him can fulfill our needs. So I'll close with one more scripture, Isaiah 41:10, And it says, fear not for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Right. I love yeah. how you say this sometimes. It doesn't matter um, how you connect. I think you say it doesn't matter how you meet. I use the word gather. Connect. I say gather. Uh, gather. Okay. All good. <laughs> so let me, let me rephrase it <laughs> and say it doesn't matter how you connect, just yeah. that you do. And I think that's, that's key because we're all going to be doing it a little bit differently. Thanks yeah, for chatting absolutely. with me today, Sarah. I appreciate Always it. Always a good time. Yeah, I, no it is. It is. <laughs> and leaders this year, we just want, um, like Sarah said, to thank you for all that you are doing. You know, we have talked about um, pursuing the thing that God is calling us to do trusting that God is going to take care of the rest. So leaders, this is your year to embrace the truth that you are fearfully and wonderfully made, to arise as a mother and a leader, and to make the brave decision to be strong, do your work, and chase joy. Because together, we will all courageously decide to rise.